0: Welcome to the 108 Stitches show. In this week's episode, I have Matt, Matt Leininger with me. He's the uh, social media guy, guru, behind the Columbus Clippers account. Uh, thank you, Matt, for joining me on this episode.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, What made you uh, want to work in baseball? Uh, I've played baseball my entire life, you know, going up through high school and stuff, and uh, didn't get the opportunity to play in college, but... Um, it's always been a very, very strong love for me. So being able to work in baseball now, um, at this point in my life is pretty awesome. Not going to lie. <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I work in the field too. I mean, I'm covered the game for a living. Well, try to anyway. Um, but it's fun. I mean, we get to come to the ballpark every day. For a job, not a whole paid lot. Paid to watch
1: baseball. Not a
0: whole lot of people can say that. No. Um, how long have you been working for the Clippers?
1: I uh, just finished up my fifth season, uh, handling the public address announcing duties, and this was uh, my first season handling the social media and website aspect for the Clippers.
0: Being a, uh, how do you like being a public, uh,
1: addressing the public address announcer? That is one of my. One of the simple joys in life for me is being able to announce for an amazing organization like this. That's, uh, you know, speaking, speaking is my love. Um, you know, the social media and website and stuff, that's the career, but you know, speaking is what I I truly enjoy. I love being able to Not necessarily have the crowd eating out of the palm of my hand because I don't quite have that power. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, it's still, you know, being able to be informative and and let the fans know what's going on and whatnot. That's, uh, I I thoroughly enjoy that part of my, that part of my job.
0: What was, um, name a player that you think, you thought you would never get to call his name out during your time. Mm -hmm.
1: Let's see. <clears throat> not, you know, you can you can always go with the bro, Ohio mayor, Nick Swisher. Never got, got the opportunity to uh, announce him earlier this year. Um, you know, you have you have some veterans come through every now and then, and um, you know, it's you don't always get the opportunity to meet them, but just being able to announce them and whatnot and. You know, being able to see guys like Lonnie Chisenhall and Jason Kipnis come up through the organization, Francisco Lindor, and you know have a year or two to be able to watch them personally, and then see them move on up into the next level and move up to the tribe and whatnot. That's that's pretty awesome, and, and you know you get that with a lot of uh, a lot of opposing players too that come through uh, on some of the other teams. They um, you know you'd be sitting there watching and. All of a sudden, you see a guy come across that, uh, you know, a la Todd Frazier. Um, you know, he's been in the news a lot lately. <laughs> <Yep. clears throat> but you know, he's a guy that you know came through the Cincinnati organization with with playing for Louisville and whatnot. And he was a, definitely a special player. I know, Billy Hamilton was a special player. He's somebody that was a lot of fun to watch in that same organization. So, being able to see guys come through there like that, and then. Seeing them later on up in the pros, it's a it's a pretty cool feeling. Not not that they have any idea who I am, and I don't expect them to. But you know, you see guys like I said with Kim Ness and Hall and stuff. Those 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 are names that were here when I started, and will always kind of have a have a, a special place for me.
0: Speaking of that, speaking of that, do you, do you like the fact that you'll get to see these players before
1: you know they become household names once they reach the majors absolutely you know having the opportunity to watch uh watch Frankie watch Francisco Lindor you know in the beginning of the year this year first half of the season this year and the latter half in 2014 that was uh you know there's a lot of hype surrounding him um there's a lot of fun to be able to just kind of sit back and and watch him perform because players like that are special and um you know we've got couple guys making their way towards us coming up guys like uh um uh, Clint Frazier uh, Bobby Bradley some of the some of the young up-and-coming guys that are really that that haven't quite reached the AAA level but will be here very soon it's it's cool to it's cool to sit back and and see when players get to this level and then right before they leave how much they progress and and improve and whatnot and is uh it's just one of the it's one of the things that the majority of baseball fans don't really get to see. You know, if you don't have a quality minor league club in your in your town or only have a pro team, not not that it'd be a bad thing to live in, in Cleveland or Cincinnati, but I I enjoy seeing the prospects develop and that's the cool part about
0: the, the being one, here in Columbus. The one thing I like about minor league baseball in general is how close you can get to the players that you can't necessarily get to major leaguers. Um, do you think that resonates with fans that have minor league teams in their towns? Oh,
1: absolutely. Um, we had um, one of the first things I got to do when I started doing the social media stuff was um, I had a young mother. I say young mother. I mean, her, her daughter was 12 or 13, but she was a special needs Child, and she had she had met uh, Tyler Holt, a player that's no longer with our organization, but is he's with
0: the Reds, by the way. I got to meet him. <laughs> he's a cla- couple a uh, couple weeks ago. Uh, side story, real quick. My wife bought me a Great American Ballpark stadium seat, and uh, I got to interview Tyler Holt here last season before he was traded away, and she surprised me and got him to sign it for me. Nice. And when I met him, he remembered <clears throat> me, and I was like shocked that he would actually remember. Me,
1: yeah. That's 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 the type of player Tyler Holt is. He's, he's class act, and the Indians de- or the Reds definitely uh, gained something. Um, definitely gain, gained gained a, a quality person, not just a baseball player, not just a good athlete, but a quality person when they picked up Tyler. But uh, Ty- Tyler had uh had met this girl when at, after the game um over the summer and she has special needs and doesn't do well around adults and for some odd reason uh, the the lady's daughter had um she just taken a Tyler and opened up and and was, you know, acting excuse me, wasn't holding back and wasn't being shy or anything around him and just kind of was just kind of glowing and so she contacted me or not not me per se but she she contacted uh she contacted the clippers social media page on or the clippers facebook page and just thanking um thanking wanted to say thank you to Tyler and thank you to the organization for you know making something like that um possible and so i took it printed it out and took it down to Tyler and you know, Tyler teared up and he he loved it he's Sat there and, and, and we talked about uh, traded tra- tra- some traded some old war stories about when uh, when we met stars when we were younger and getting autographs and stuff. And the whole while I'm <coughs> the whole while I'm doing that, he's kind of rummaging through his bag and he finds a bat, pulls it out, signs it, hands it to me, and says, "Give this to her," because uh, we had arranged for her and her mom to be at the game that day, and then took the bat down to her and she just she loved it and it just it was glowing the whole time the, the entire game and stuff and got to see Tyler afterwards and whatnot and that's one of the cool things that I get to do on on this end of my job and um just being able to, to connect little things like that and that's really it's it's a cool feeling for me and because I know one of the stories that I had actually traded with Tyler was, oh, goodness, I I couldn't have been more than seven or eight years old, and I grew up in the Toledo area, so I went to a lot of uh, Mud Hens games growing up at the old Ned Skelton Stadium, the old minor league ballpark style. Just a beautiful piece of garbage it was. I I, I loved it there, but it just so happened that uh, Norm Charlton was down on a, uh, I think he was down on a rehab assignment, and... He tossed me a ball, and I'll never forget that. It was all the games that I went to there, I remember. I remember getting a ball from Norm Charlton. That that happened 24 years ago. So that 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 type of stuff really resonates with fans, and you never know when something like that is. Is going to happen, but that's what the beautiful thing is about minor league baseball because it happens so much more than it does up in the bigs just because, like you said, there's so much more access to these players.
0: Uh, speaking of rehab, is there always more attendance um, when a
1: major league player comes down for rehab? There's a little bit of a buzz, yeah, uh, and you can you can kind of, kind of stand behind it and, and, and push it a little bit on my end as far as website and social media stuff goes when we have a guy come down like Swisher which hasn't hauled down over the year or over the summer for three games. Yeah, was that all he was down for? I thought it was three. I'm pretty sure. What? went yeah. Um, but you know, you can you can go through that, but definitely don't. It's definitely not relied upon, and that's one of the nice things about working for such a great organization like this, and and such an amazing city like Columbus that we average in the top five in attendance in minor league baseball every year. And that just kind of goes to show that, you know, we don't have to back on the fact that we need a guy down rehabbing just to put butts in the seats. That's a nice plus. It'll sell us a few extra tickets, absolutely, don't get me wrong. But it's nothing that we rely upon. Uh,
0: Speaking of, like, attendance... What goes into, like, uh, promotions and stuff? Because I know minor league baseball is, like, very, very big on promotions. And with the recent uh, thing that was held in September, they had the uh, promotional seminar here in Columbus. Mm -hmm. Um, What's, like, a behind-the-scenes look at, like, some of the promotional stuff? Like, how does that work?
1: Um, Well, it's kind of – it's laid out by our promotional staff um, before the season. You know, we have specific nights where we do – um, obviously, you know, our famous night is Mondays. That's when we have our Diamond Dog nights and that, that pretty much sells itself. Um, you know, so you have different specials going throughout, uh, each night, different appearances. You can uh, like Jake, the Diamond Dog shows up every now and then. Well, B-Boy McCoy is my personal favorite. And, um, but that's all stuff that's kind of, you know, that's, that's what we do at the beginning of the year. Uh, beginning of the year, year not the actual season, but the beginning of the year, that uh, just kind of um, it sets sets the stage for the season and what's going on as far as what we're planning out with promotion wise, and so always try to have something something to draw the fans in because uh, when it comes to you know, when it comes to minor league baseball, majority. I, I can't say the majority, but there's a fair portion of fans who are just here for the experience, not necessarily here to watch baseball. You get your baseball purist fans, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to say that I'm one of them. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that's why they're here. So you have to do things to get them here and keep them here.
0: Is it hard keeping fans um, as far as, like, lifelong fans? Because I know, like, there's certain uh, other teams that, you know, had fans, you know, for 40-plus years that's, like, older.
1: Um, does Clippers have any fans like that? No, we've got we've, – we've had – we have season ticket holders that have been with us since the Clippers came into existence. So. If
0: you're listening, <laughs> the Clippers have, a, like, a history museum out in the uh, left field – Area bar area. It's like it's really cool. Yeah,
1: there's yeah. A, the the Hall of Fame bar and grill out there in the left field building where we have our cargo shop, and then up on the top is the little roof deck with roosters and whatnot. But if you want to see some cool memorabilia and whatnot, and you know, see a plethora of of. History of Columbus baseball then, then the Hall of Fame Bar is a place to go. It, you know, it, it would,
0: it's pretty cool because
1: uh, you get to see stuff from the Redbirds and stuff from the Columbus Jets and like uh, Junior Jets and all that. And it's it's really neat, especially with the experience you get from checking out you know all the all the pics of the old Coop. You know, uh, I mentioned Ed Skelton earlier. That's that the Coop falls right into that. Just the, that classic minor league baseball stadium that. It was just, it it it. That's where the baseball purists love the, to go. The
0: coop was before my time. I wish I would have got up here. Because I, I'm not originally from Columbus. I'm from the Cincinnati area.
1: Oh, and neither am I. And I, and I honestly the only the I, I never personally got to see a Clippers game at Cooper Stadium. I got to see some state baseball, state high school baseball games there. Um, but that uh. Still being able to be there, just walking in for a high school game, and you just you feel the history. You know, you can you can feel the past, and it's it's really is awesome.
0: Um, we're going to be talking about uh, social media a lot too today in this episode. Um, name some good thing. Like we already touched on one good thing was Tyler Holt and the special needs uh, lady, young lady. Uh, what are some other good uh, aspects about uh, social media in sports?
1: Well, it's it's the, you know, obviously it's the most up-to-second news source that we have. You know, that's that's the beauty behind Twitter. Um, but it's it, it's a way to be able to connect with the fans. It's a way to be able to let the fans know what's going on, and ultimately, it just. <clears throat> it's a view into professional sports for fans. You get a behind the scenes look. They get to be able to, you know, learn more about their favorite players and whatnot. Whereas, excuse me, back in the day, you'd have, you know, you read what you got in the newspapers and maybe a book every now and then, but you didn't know, you know, you didn't know what Mickey Mantle and, and, Babe Ruth and all them were really doing what we know now, but you, yeah. did, you didn't know then, and, and I don't know. That's probably good considering the lives that they led, but um, I don't know. It's just it's just a way to connect, you know, connect fans with sports and athletes that they love, mm. that they hate as well, but um, I don't know. So the social media aspect is is so strong, and and really, I'm I'm still learning. You know, I'm 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 learning as I go. I learn new stuff every single day, and and it ultimately that's what makes this job fun because it's it's never boring and it's never the same exact thing.
0: Um,
1: there, I mean, I think there's a good side of social media, and there's also
0: a dark side, uh, <laughs> a very dark side of social media, mm. and uh, we've seen that in like the Jason Hayward trade to the Cubs from the Cardinals, the so-called best fans of baseball really wasn't so best fans of baseball that day from the uh, reactions of certain people I mean they tweeted out like I, I hope he breaks his effing leg uh I hope he dies Th- that's taken social media too far when when it's, yeah. I guess my what I'm trying to say is when is a good thing to step back and say wait a minute should
1: I type that or not the, the the problem is, is that the majority of it, but who's, who, what writer, some writer just got in trouble for saying something about, it's just a bunch of kids in their parents' basements typing on a computer. <laughs> but ultimately, the, that, that's, that's the issue. Um, it's, uh, I think it comes down to society in general too. Everybody's tougher when they're standing behind something. So I'm trying, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a, I had a good analogy earlier about it, and I'm I'm trying to think of exactly that. Oh, okay. So social media to me is is kind of like uh, like bank robbers who wear masks. And you could very easily go in, like. You can go and rob a bank without a mask, but you feel safer if you have a mask on because people don't know who you are. Well, social media, the majority of people <laughs> would never say the things that they say straight to that person's face. I was just getting ready to say that. They would never say that to that person's face, but because they've got a computer and and they, they've got a, a, a laptop or a cell phone that they can type and they know that they're safe, they'll say whatever they want. And it's... A lot of times it's just sad, and you see, you, the the one thing that I, I you see a lot, and I don't, I, I don't have to deal with it. Luckily enough, is, is I saw it yesterday with uh, a kid committed to Michigan, the number one running back in in the nation, committed to Michigan, and there, are people talking smack, sending death threats to a seventeen year eighteen old. year old. Kid, who just chose where he wanted to go to college, and you're uh, a lot. You see a lot of people with voices that shouldn't have voices. Yes. Now, in some cases, that's good, but in most cases, especially when it comes to sports, it's just it's it's almost sad. Now I know, like,
0: for a long time you know, people would, like, threaten people on social media and law enforcement can't do anything about it. Do you think that law enforcement has definitely stepped up their game to try to prevent, you know, actual threats being played out?
1: I know as far as, like, the local law, local law enforcement, you know, snapping down on or cracking down on, you know, cyber bullying of kids and whatnot. Like, that's, I feel that's a very good thing, but... I I don't really know how much you can come to regulate it. You know, it's a, and when you get into the, the the ISIS stuff and the government and all that, it's just I don't I, I I don't really know how you I don't know how you handle that. I I I don't I don't I don't know if you if you need to crack down on it more if you just kind of have to let it go and hope that people are legitimately good but people are just legitimately are not good
0: anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I can say that from like a writer's standpoint because like we usually get the brunt of it just because like I don't know, like people expect us to know behind the scenes stuff and like sometimes we really don't know what's going on, then like you get attacked for like no reason whatsoever.
1: No, oh, yeah. Oh I mean if you pull up Indians have one very similar, and this this was uh, this this was done by by my the, the former director of social media. But if you look at our if you look at our bio on our Twitter, it legit, legitimately says we do not make roster decisions.
0: That that's the number one thing I cannot stand. <laughs> Especially if you're griping about a minor league team, you should know that minor league team does not make those decisions. It's the major league club that makes those decisions and it's not even the person behind it, that major league clubs <laughs> Twitter account that makes those decisions he's just there to pass along that news I don't understand why people attack <laughs> the Twitter account
1: of that team it's not like the owners is going to yeah it. And especially when uh, you know I, I didn't have to deal with it but there was a lot of, of it was when when uh, Josh Samuels, our former director of social media, was here dealing with the Francisco Lindor stuff. You know, when's Frankie getting called up? Why hasn't he been called up? You should send him up, blah, blah, blah. It's like, if you understood, that ultimately, the the director of social media is a low-level employee who has absolutely, especially on the minor league level, has no connections to anybody yeah. with the big league club, let alone oh, being mean, able to say, oh, hey, by the way, at Steven6124 says uh, we should call up Francisco Lindor. So since he says that, you should probably do it.
0: I could tell you what <laughs> they probably get. They probably get the same press releases that I get emailed to me from the minor league club, and then once they get that email to them, they'll tweet out that news.
1: That's, I mean, that, on, on my stand, on, on my end, as far as like roster moves and stuff, like I, I cannot post anything, no matter what I hear, I can't post anything until the Indians post it. Yep. So, like today, um, today the Trap signed uh, Jared Groob to mm-hmm. a minor league deal with a invite to spring training. Like, I'd, I'd heard about that, but it wasn't until I had gotten, you know, the official press release email that I could actually, you know, release it to the public. And until then, you know, my lips are sealed. I yep. can't, you know, I
0: can't. And, and I'm the same way as, like, a writer. It's like, we talking about the Brandon Phillips tri- uh, possibly going to Nationals earlier, mm-hmm. uh, Fox Sports DC tweeted out that breaking news, Brandon Phillips has been traded to the Nationals. Then 30 minutes later... They had to tweet out, he had to approve the
1: trade. I was like, hmm. And that's where the most up to the second, you know, news source is. Because, yes, you get the news really quick, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the news is true. As Abraham Lincoln once said, don't believe everything you read on the internet. And let that sink in, folks, for a little bit. <laughs> see if
0: we can uh, get. It. Um, I read that online once. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I, I, I think I even shared it on Facebook once. And people was like, wait, he really said that? He did not that? say that. No, he did not. He's <laughs> like, oh, come on. And, <laughs>
1: and,
0: and that's probably like one of the things I hate about Twitter. <laughs> is that people want the news now. And they can't wait till it becomes official. Like, especially, like, some diehard fans that take it a little bit too far to almost, like, borderline stalker le- level. Mm. And it, it's, like, aggravating because you just want to say something, but you can't. Oh, it's...
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I, I have to... Re- it's, it's difficult sometimes because I have to remember that I'm not the one speaking. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for the organization. So, therefore, you know, a lot of my opinions, a lot of my a lot of my views are are null and void because i have to do what is best it's for, for you know best or what what is right for the organization to say and i think one of the one of the most difficult days that i had on this job was a day that we it was pride day and we had uh we had a big, uh, a big thing for um, <clears throat> a big thing for for Gay Pride Night and um, Billy Bean here was here to throw out a, a first pitch and we had uh, the Gay Softball World Series was in Columbus and it was, it was a big deal. Stonewall Columbus did a great job with that event and whatnot and and so I I had just simply taken our logo and which. It had been done in the past and kind of just remove the inside of it and put a put a rainbow. Put a the the rainbow flag on the inside. And there was it it was it was fifty fifty. There was a lot of good, like, oh this is awesome, this is great, this is amazing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. This is great that you support. And then there was a whole lot of oh, stick to baseball or oh, this is disgusting, oh this makes me sick. And you know, as as, as much as you <laughs> As as difficult as that was on my end, especially because it was very, I was very new to the job at the time. You know, you you worry that that's going to affect ticket sales and that's going to you know make our attendance go down and 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 things like that. And so that was kind of really towing the line on because that's a you know being pro pro gay rights is something that I'm very passionate about personally. So because of some of the people that are some of my family members that. It, um people are very close to me some good friends and whatnot and it's something that i'm very passionate about and <laughs> i believe very strongly in. but that was like that was really toeing the line on it and, and you know i i i wouldn't say that I, I wouldn't do it again but there's definitely a lot more thought that has to go into that sort of thing um but also judging by the thirty-four thousand people we had here in the last three games of the season, I would I yeah. think we're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I would too. it's just it all comes down. I
0: think a lot of the. I mean, speaking of the the gay issue, I think a lot of it comes down to religion. And I'm like, if you know me personally, I'm very religious, but I'm also I don't you know condone those people the people just because of their lifestyle. I mean, I never have gotten that. It's just, they're people too. That's the way I look at it. That's
1: all it is. Race, color, sex, sexual orientation. It's, it it cut us. We bleed. Yeah. We're, we're, we're we're all the same on the inside. And it's, it, it, it's sad sometimes to see the hatred and the bigotry. And I was, uh, I'm, I'm an ordained minister. Okay. Like I'm, I I am a Christian as well. But I <laughs> I see I take the 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 I, I, it's 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 very very difficult, but there's there's no reason for people to be hiding behind religion to show their bigotry. And I agree looking 100%. looking looking for an excuse to hate another human being because of the way that they are, you can't change that that's not a choice it's, the it's reason, sad. the reason I
0: brought religion up is because of uh there's also been ball players that's been very religious There's a team like especially like if it's an up and coming star that's religious, and I don't know if like the Indians has had this issue or not I know uh, Louisville bats had it with Michael Lorenzen. and he's like very religious and stuff like that, do you handle it by case-by-case by case basis? And and it's the same thing. It's like we was talking about earlier. People behi- hide behind the screens and tweet, oh, I'm not coming to see you just because you're religious. I mean, it's the opposite end, to to that issue in society. It's like, why can't we all just get,
1: get along? <laughs> you know, I wish we could all just get along. That would make life so much easier. Um I I honestly haven't had to deal with anything majorly on on the racial stuff outside uh, or on the religion side of it. Um, I think it's more of a, it's it's more of a case by case basis. You kind of have to treat every situation a little bit differently. And um, I, I, I would certainly hope that we wouldn't have that kind of issue in Columbus being such a progressive city and such an open-minded and such a smart city. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the second highest uh, gay population per capita in the country beyond San Francisco. And they're also one of the top five fastest growing cities overall in the nation. And that's why it was, it was refreshing to see all the positive feedback that came from you know, the Pride Day and stuff and, and, and the, the logo switch up and, and whatever. And I, I can see where some people are coming from in the sense of saying just stick with baseball, but at the same time, it, it's we, we, on Italian night, we put the Italian flag behind us. On Hispanic night, you know, it's 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 the Mexican flag. Like, there's, there's okay. so many different things that we do and so many different Organizations that that we work with and have nights out here and and you know have group outings and whatnot and you know we're we're not going to we're not going to say no you know and we're 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 going to welcome everyone with within reason uh, with open arms yeah and you know that's 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 the beauty of mm-hmm. of, of connecting sports with. You know, a community. And he can do that with with a small, big city like Columbus with a small, big team like the Clippers.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that, especially like the small, big city part about Columbus. Because if you've never been to Columbus, it's like cornfields, 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 bam, big city. Well, that's Ohio for you.
1: And
0: it's, and it's like that throughout Ohio. Like, Cleveland's the same way. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati's the same way. I, I, I think lo- I love
1: this state though. It's flat and it's windy and it's cold in the winters, and we get we get snowed on. We get overly hot summers, and it's just we we take we, we take the brunt of it, and and we get a little bit of everything. And you know what? I like it that way.
0: Now, what what is the um, downside to working? Behind the scenes in social
1: media, like the pay? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the pay is terrible at all minor league baseball, but no, it's uh, <laughs> no um, downside. Um, I think the, the the major downside for me is just is that I'm still learning. Is that I'm still it's this is all still new to me. You know, I, I, I'm. I'm just, I can honestly say that I was one of the first 100 people on Facebook at Bowling Green State University back in 2004. I've been around social media for a long time. Um, I enjoy it thoroughly, but there's a lot to learn. Um, you know, making making out the plans for the week of what that what I want to get out and what I want to say and 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 what needs to be said for for the organization. Um in the off season it's incredibly difficult. In season I've got content upon content upon content. Off season it's difficult. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's that's kind of been the, the toughest part of um the the, t- the toughest part of this job so far has just been in the off season and having enough content to some, stay somewhat relevant, you know. It, it helps with the Blue Jackets, it helps with the crew, helps being able to talk back and forth with the Indians saw uh, saw that the Blue Jackets had. As, uh, Sports Illustrated just put or ESPN just put out uh, their social media awards or whatever, and I think they, they said the tribe had one of, the tribe had one of the best social media sites in in Major League Baseball, and the Blue Jackets had one of the best in the NHL, and so. It's nice to have those two organizations to kind of mold off of and kind of learn off of but that that's just really where where the difficult end is on, on my job is that I'm still learning I haven't I haven't done this for a full season yet I took over halfway through this past season and so I'm I'm learning more every day and you know getting better at my job and prepping for uh, you know prepping for the season to come hit the new year after uh, you know hit Christmas and hit New Year's and then we roll into the start of 2016 trying to sell hard and trying to sell tickets and and getting ready and preparing for the season, which, you know, at this point, let's see, when when, when does this get released? When are we releasing this next week? Yep. So right now, on this date, there's 110 days until opening day. So it'll probably be about 105, 106. Yeah, somewhere around there. Something like that. point. (laughs) Whenever, when, whenever, whenever we get around to uh, to releasing this, um, <clears throat> but I mean we're almost under hundred days until the season starts. Know, April seventh is right around the corner, and we welcome back the Co Isle West Champion, Champion Indianapolis Indians who gave are, us fits all man. last year. It I was, mean a neck and neck. It was neck and neck, we finished with the identical best record in minor league baseball. We had we we're tied with them for, for the, se- the season series. For the season series, we just we owned the tiebreaker, so therefore we got you know therefore we got the the higher seed in the playoffs. But you know, and then we faced them in the in the Governor's Cup finals. I mean, that that uh, that Chris Tremmy Dean Trainer. Uh, rivalry is certainly for minor league baseball it's there and you know next year that we'll play them even more um up the amount of time uh, amount of games that you play against your in-division foes so Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, speaking of the Indianapolis Indians it was announced earlier this year that the Pirates and the Reds is going to be playing an exhibition game I there. I did see that. That's gonna be that will be pretty cool. Um and I'll be I'll be there covering it by the way. Nice. Um you
1: need you need help carrying your gear? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I need a photographer. Uh <laughs> I can press a button. Quick <laughs> click.
0: click. Is it a good thing like when minor league ballparks host their parent team? Like I don't know if you've had that opportunity.
1: Uh like we paired. we did it back in two thousand ten. We had the the excuse me 2011 when it um, snowed yep when the tribe was down here I, was, I remember I told you about that that mm-hmm. was uh that that was actually my first uh first day shadowing to uh to do this job and, and, and to kind of learn my ways cause then I, I my first game was their next game they did it they played uh against Akron had the double A club come down and the tribe game here um unfortunately got snowed out beginning of April, you know, it's kind of a <clears throat> kind of kind of the risk that you that you run with having that sort of thing. But um, I think it's great to get an almost as a reward to, you know, your season ticket holders and, and your your loyal fans to be able to have your parent club come down and and do that. I know I, know, I I remember growing up always going to the Mud Hens Tigers games. You know that's that's and those would always those would always sell out up in Toledo. Like um, I, I honestly can't remember what the crowd was like here. I know there was a good amount of people here that day, but it was also snowing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that that uh, that that uh, that game in Indianapolis. You know it, it's sold out in a couple of days. I think that's going to be it sold out
0: in less than twenty four
1: hours. Oh really. Yeah, it Ooh. was is the quickest sellout I believe
0: in minor league baseball history. I think, Dang. if I'm not mistaken, that's impressive. No, it's the fastest <laughs> sellout at Victory Field in Victory okay.
1: Field history. Because which is a beautiful ballpark, by the way. That mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, <clears throat> that ballpark came out and right around the time that Camden Orioles Orioles Stadium came out, and it was you know we were talking about the old classic minor league ballparks earlier you know that's that was one of the first that was kind of broke the mold and kind of went more of an actual design ballpark and it's it's really but it's really a trendsetter when you think about it and it's it's beautiful spot if you ever get a chance it's not Excuse me. Not really much else to do in Indiana, so stop, stop, stop by Victory Field and check that place out. I I
0: like the ideas behind it because you know, I mean, like me and my wife explained in last week's episode, last week's episode, uh, yeah, the first week episode. um, I proposed to her at Louisville Slugger Field, so like it has a like a special kind of meeting to us because the bats was playing the Reds and it was. It was pretty cool. I mean, I, I like it when major league teams come to minor league teams town, and take over for a day.
1: I mean, Yeah. and you're seeing you're seeing that a lot, you know. Um, in in that sort of sense, where you know, like, well, uh, the the Cavs come down here to Columbus for some preseason games, and you know, the Browns are down. Browns are working on coming down here for uh, for some, camp. yeah for training camp, and you know blue jackets going up and doing stuff the lake erie monsters in cleveland area you know that's mixing mixing the big clubs with the with the minor league clubs um really is just a, a reward to those fan bases and and it kind of just shows hey you know we're not we're, we're not just little brother here we we uh you know we can we're here to play and and also, at the same time, here to have fun. So it's 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 cool. It's cool to see, and I I would love to be able to get the, the Indians back down here at some point. And it's just uh, a matter of us not having snow st- no on the ground. Exactly,
0: because <laughs> like we said, Ohio weather can be a bit tricky in the March
1: April. Range. Well, let's see. It's it, it, it's thirty two degrees outside of right now, and it was sixty one degrees two days ago and it reached 70 degrees like a
0: couple weeks weekends ago here. and it's like, supposed Ugh. to be 60
1: on Christmas so <laughs> i mean we'll, we'll we'll see what happens and and hopefully hopefully as uh as a uh, hopefully as as we get closer to the season we've already gotten all the the brunt of the cold weather out you know, last year's spring was was actually pretty decent and was what wasn't overly terrible so here's here's hoping we have another another something like that
0: yeah speaking of spring spring training is coming up do you uh, go out to spring training and just
1: watch i i have not that's something that I would love to do at some point um whether uh you know it, it it's just a matter of whether it logistically makes sense or not you know that's um I'd love to go down and 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 get a feel for it, but at the same time, you got my responsibilities with the website and social media and stuff here, so it's uh, Cause maybe the, not this year, but maybe next the year. The reason we'll, I was actually we'll is like because there's so
0: many Clippers players out there, and you could get like a lot of content oh. if you. I mean, to me, it'd be a, a no doubt that I would send the social media person, but. Oh.
1: I don't make those calls. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know that I would love to be there, and you know that that's just another one of the, another one of the uh, moments or one of the things that that can improve my job. And if I get that opportunity, awesome. If not, you know, I've got plenty of plenty of tribe beat writers down there that I'll be able to get enough information to to last me through.
0: Um. Talk, we've been talking about a little bit of everything in this podcast. Just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about... Um, what was I going to say? At a point.
1: Hmm. Right now, stuff to talk about here. Was it about Star Wars? Because I saw it last night.
0: No, you cannot talk about Star Wars because awesome. I'm going to go see it Monday. So here's what happens. No, uh, don't. Uh, <laughs> speaking of you, spoiler people. <laughs> thing, a lot of you, you know, kept you know us folks that didn't see it last night in mind and didn't post spoilers. Too much. I did not.
1: I did not post a spoiler. All I said was, "Is one of the best movies I've ever seen."
0: It, <laughs> I think that's one of the things I like about social media too. Like. Especially during the season, you can keep up with the game without even turning the radio
1: or the TV on. And see, that's that's one of the things that I, I really try to do when it comes to when we're on the road. Um, I honestly can't remember how it was with our with with our old guy, um, but. I know me personally, if we're on the road, I'm here until 5 o'clock, and then once 5 o'clock hits, I go home and flip open the laptop and flip open my iPad and pull up, uh, watch the MILB TV feed. I listen to Scott Leo and Ryan Mitchell on, uh, oh, goodness.
0: 920?
1: Yeah, WMNI, your home of Clippers Radio, Radio Baseball. Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> um And then, and then live tweet the game. And I try, I I, I try to, I, I, it's tough not to overdo it. I I like to hope that I, that I can, that I balance it well and that, you know, the people that can't listen or can't watch and are able to stay, uh, stay informed by what's happening when we're on the road and. You know, some some teams will only post like after the third, after the sixth, after the ninth, um, but I don't know. That's just kind of how I uh, that's kind of how I view things need to be, in my opinion.
0: You know, like usually I just did. I mean, of course I was at almost every home game between May and September, whenever last year. Now when they's on the road, I'd done the same thing. I, you know got a MILB TV subscription and because it's a tax write off <laughs> yeah <laughs> I wish Um, it's kind of weird like keeping up with them on the road because you're not like there in person it's like you try to tweet It's not bottom. loud and obnoxious
1: at all. Edit <laughs> point.
0: Stop talking for a minute. La 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 la.
1: That's probably picking that up.
0: Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like, see, all I have to do is go back in here and edit. Great thing about audition. There we go. Back to live action. <laughs> um, what I was getting ready to say was. Um, it's kind of hard, like tweeting like, stuff that you're watching on TV. It's like from a different perspective. It's it's weird to me, almost. I don't know. I mean, you could be different than me.
1: It's just I. It's a lot better, in my opinion, to be there live. Yeah. Naturally, but you know, it's it. In this day and age, it's 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 awesome to be able to have, you know, Twitter and then be able to have the streaming service and be able to listen to the radio, you know, just being able to have one of the three, let alone all three. That's really a bonus when it, when it comes to my end and hopefully for the fans as well. Um, you
0: know, I mean, you are a social media guy, um, where do you see social media involving too, like as far as like Twitter, Facebook. (sighs) Okay, let me rephrase it this way. If you was running Twitter and Facebook and like a couple other social media websites, what would you do to better that? Would you curb like all the hate that goes on social media? Would you put in more protections
1: or, I wish there was a way to verify. Like I wish there was a, there was a way to make it so that you could only have one account, and it has to be you, and you have to verify it, and it had like you have to be able to be tracked. Otherwise, you can't talk. Now I say that when I'm a person who actually has two personal Twitter accounts, but the only reason that I have two is because my other one is for wrestling, and because I don't like to blow up my own timeline. What I don't like I don't of, of 800 900 I don't even know how many followers I have um of of them mm-hmm. there's oh well, maybe 20 25 that are wrestling fans so come pay-per-views and monday night Raw is just blowing up people's timelines with stuff that they don't even care about and all I want to do is talk wrestling so I open a a a, a separate account for it panda account for <laughs> Uh, just for wrestling, but if if that were a case to to verify and you can only, uh, you can only, you know, like, it has to be you Suppose that's one way that I would make, uh, I would try to make that happen. Yeah. But besides that, I'm not really sure how else that you can really improve this or, you know, make it better or make it, make it more strict. I think it's it's an open forum and you know that's what social media is and it gives you the opportunity to just say whatever you want uh speaking of like twitter what goes
0: like how do you get a verified account like the blue check mark for players
1: or whatever is that up to the i think you have to get is that, that up to the I think,
0: indians or
1: no you think you have to get to a certain amount of followers because we just actually got verified on facebook not too long ago hmm. and, um and ultimately, we're not verified on on Twitter as of yet. I want to say, you, I don't know if it's you have to get to hundred thousand or there's there's something that that makes it verified, but we do get that little blue check here on the on the Facebook page now, so that's nice. Um, uh,
0: <clears throat> um, let's see what uh, what do you expect for the two thousand sixteen season?
1: Um... You know that's that, that you, you want to say the the answer that you're supposed to say and and, and say you oh, know I'm expecting another Governors Cup championship and then I want to and then I want to I want to win the national championship this year. Um, really, we don't know what we have until season, season starts. starts. You know we don't know how many um, we don't know how many players we're gonna get. Who's gonna be here? You know, we've re-signed guys like Michael Martinez and and uh, Adam Moore and, you know, bringing back Jerry Groob and uh, guys like Jesus Aguilar that are on the 40-man and Tyler Naquin and James Ramsey and Cleven, Steve Clevenger and Mike Clevenger. And, um, <clears throat> you know, you get <clears throat> you get guys like that, but, you know, you never know. You know, we had Aguilar all last year, but... He go out and ball out in the spring, and we won't see him again. You know, so it's it's really hard to. It's hard to say what what we expect, what we hope for. We hope we can get some more hardware. We hope we can get another ring, and we know that, you know, Chris Trammy's going to do a great job managing, and you know, it's gonna the coaching staff's going to have the team ready to play every single day. And you just you want to win. You always want to win. All
0: right. Uh... That's it for this uh, week's episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, our conversation this week. Uh, if you ain't subscribed to iTunes yet, head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the 108 Stitches show. We're also on so- SoundCloud at 108 Stitches, Podcast at oh,
1: Twitter. 108
0: Stitches. Thank you, Matt. Gotcha.